0: Go on, then. What are we watching? Oh, what about, uh... End the, uh,
1: with Skystream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman, all in one place. for just 25 euro a month for 12 months. Search Skystream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply.
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Donica, there's been a lot of talk coming out of Kerry this week that, you know, we should expect something different from the team this year. Uh, Where do you think this is coming from?
1: Yeah, I think it's coming from the the fact that they're in an unusual position, and particularly against Dublin where they're on the back foot. Um, there's an awful lot of the same sort of rhetorics coming out, um, like, you know, Kerry are going to bring something special, they're going to deliver a big display, you rarely hear that from them they usually kind of kick for touch and, you know, Yerra, as the boys say, you know, they try to give it as little way as possible, I think a lot of it's based on, on the fact that they just can't comprehend losing for a fourth time uh, in Championship, the, I think they just can't even...
3: The other know. thing is the implications for Kerry are far greater than they are for Dublin, because, like, if they go down here, it's It's four championship defeats in a row to Dublin which is absolutely implausible like if you said that five years ago before the 2011 All-Ireland final you know you'd have been prescribed pretty strong medication the other thing as well is for him Fitzmaurice who came along at just the right time he was just the right manager for Kerry he came in just after you know Donegal had risen Um, he looked like the sort of fella who would bring Kerry into the modern age of football that you know would have the right blend of sacrificing their style with You know, pragmatism, this would be three defeats in four years. And it would be hard to see him stay on. Now, maybe he will, maybe the succession plan isn't there yet. And I'm not sort of campaigning for Amy Fitzmaurice to go if they don't win on Sunday, but it would be hard for him to stay on for another year. But alternatively, if they win that, if they win on Sunday and they, you know, they slay the Dublin Dragon and they win the All Ireland final, and again, I'm not taking that for granted, but if they do, then all of a sudden Amy Fitzmaurice has two All Ireland's in four years, which is the same record as Jim Gavin, who at the moment has been, you know, about to be spoken about in the, in the great managers' conversation. So the implications f- for Kerry especially far outweigh the prize on offer, which is the All-Ireland final spot.
0: It just shows you, though, that history is written by the winners, Like because in the run-up to last year's All-Ireland final, and Fitz was the man with the Midas touch. You know, everyone was talking about his tactical acumen. And 70 minutes later, people are saying, he got that one really badly wrong.
3: Yeah, well, I think their biggest problem last year in the All Ireland final was that they were too predictable. I think Alan said it. Like, between the All Ireland final of 2014 and the All Ireland final of 2015, tactically, they hadn't moved on a whole pile, which, you know, when they win an All Ireland, is an easy thing to do. But just Dublin kind of had their number last year but again like for all that if you look at it again Kerry could have had a penalty when Ciarán Donoghue was fouled laid on like th- that game could have I know Dublin were the better team and they deserved to win it but you know Kerry snuck that all Ireland and again like Eamon Fitzmaurice is the he's the brightest ma- boy in the class like
2: just reading what you know what Bomber was saying in the paper today and even what John O'Keefe was saying they're worried like they're definitely worried and it's almost like they're trying to psych psych the lads up It's all, they're, they're calling on should we say tradition and they're calling on all this fire but as like you said there's no real rhyme or reason to it either like it's just that we're expecting this because this is what's always happened but just because it's always happened doesn't mean it's going to happen on Sunday do you think michael it's it sounds like they're trying to convince themselves as much as anyone yeah i think that is it like they haven't beaten dublin i think it's what since 2009 in championship and they've beaten them in six out of the last seven league games or something like that as well like that that does drain on you like they don't this team current team don't really know how to beat dublin and all the past players are you know calling on their experience and things like that to try and give them a little extra but it is unusual we haven't seen we haven't seen this from them before and yeah it is there is a little bit of worry there and even bomber said in the paper today that they're not they're not afraid I don't know I
3: think there is a bit of fear there I don't I don't, I don't know whether they'd be afraid of Dublin I think they'd be genuinely afraid of losing that's why yeah. I don't think anybody in Kerry I genuinely don't think that any of the you know we call them like the Kerry columnists and all the lads I, I don't think they honestly do know what's going on inside the camp and they're just not kind of letting it on. I just think they get the vibe that Kerry are coming at this one more full-blooded than ever. But, like, you know, that's a grand thing to say, but, you know, you have to mix that with, you know, a thought process. Like, if you send 15 wild animals out on the pitch on Sunday, like, they'll get devoured by Dublin because Dublin are just a very mature team. So, like, they'll have to strike that blend. Maybe that's just the sort of noise that they want around the team coming up to Crow Park. But it's the first time as well, like, in, in the last decade, they lost three... Championship matches to Tyrone Now it was a far more bitter a rivalry There was lots of spite there You know for various different reasons But it absolutely sickened them Like you could see what happened When they beat them finally In the Championship down in Killarney And there was a shadow of a Tyrone team That they finally beat And there was fellas crying on the pitch And all afterwards Like in Kerry They don't like losing Like I don't know Has any team ever beaten Kerry Four times around? You in wouldn't imagine so no Well if it has been done It hasn't been done too often Or too recently and the gas thing is that for, for decades, Kerry people were forever talking
0: up this great
3: well, Dublin-Kerry rivalry. The eternal, the eternal irony is that, you know, while Dublin people used to love thinking that You know, there was a great rivalry with Kerry. Essentially, they were being patronised, you know. Like, Pat Gilroy made the point before the 2011 All-Ireland in his press conference. He said, look, it's not much of a rivalry if one of the teams keeps winning it the whole time. Now it's probably a little bit more of a rivalry. Like, it didn't, we had no middle ground there for a while. It just completely skewed back the other way. And, like, Kerry have won won one All-Ireland in the last six years, which, you know, for the team that they've had, for the players that have been in that team, you know, it's it's not up around their own strike rate. And for the likes of Mark... There's a lot of transition there now. Yeah, there's a lot of transition, but I'm just meaning from the likes of Mark. And, I mean, Kieran Donny, he's bringing out a book at the end of the year. Traditionally, that would hint that a fella is thinking about calling it a day. Like, for those fellas to go out, having lost t- twice in a row in the Championship to Dublin, I think to a lot of people, including these people, Kerry, former players who are writing in their columns, it's just an implausible thing. It's unthinkable. And I think that's why they can't really... They, they're not really just countenance in that outcome on Sunday because it would wreck their heads. <laughs> we, <laughs> so that's <we>. a scientific <laughs> term. I think that's, uh, no, to go back to the rivalry, Frank, just quickly, like
1: uh, what you say about being patronised, I think it was two games in the 70s, but from 1934 to 2011, that was the two games in the 70s and that was the only games Dublin won a mm. championship football against Kerry. So it's a rivalry, all right, and, mm. in loads of ways, but in, in other, all the other criteria that Makes up a rivalry. It's not like you know well, it wasn't think, until eleven. Th- like. The
3: Kerry lads loved the sort of the box office nature of playing Dublin because yeah, everybody. Yeah. It just meant that more people got to see them beaten Dublin. Like, you know what I mean. But now it's there on the national stage, and you know they're being beaten. And like okay, two thousand eleven, Brian Sheehan said they were robbed. You could make that argument. You absolutely could. Two thousand and thirteen. Kerry went at Dublin and Dublin went at Kerry and Dublin won a shootout and then last year Kerry tried to constrict Dublin and Dublin still won the team this is last throw of the dice stuff whether Eamon Fitzmaurice does or doesn't stay around this year there's going to be a new Kerry team essentially next year um, and you know, if they don't win on Sunday, it wouldn't be a great way for them to kind of bail out.
0: One big call for Eamon Fitz to make uh, which I'm sure he has at this stage is what to do over his free-taking and this is a very convoluted, complicated issue for him. We saw in the first three or four minutes uh, against Clare the two long-range uh, efforts. David Moore missed them both. They got two forty fives coming out of that and he turned them down. I mean, That is an issue in the absence of Brian Sheehan if Brian Sheehan doesn't start.
3: Well, it's an issue that you can be sure that they'll have resolved by Sunday, but I don't... I I think he starts Brian Sheehan, not through any information or any hunch, but just that if you don't, there's at least three or four points you're giving up straight away. Where do you start him, Connor? I don't know. Somewhere where he's not going to be exposed for pace. So, I mean, if that means throwing him in on the edge of the square for a while or if he just kind of occupies the space in the forwards so be it I just think Dublin can hurt I think
2: Dublin can hurt regardless of where he's playing if he's playing corner forward I think the corner back could hurt him to some extent if he's playing midfield he could be hurt an awful lot more I don't know if they can carry him at the start in particular Do you think his lack of of pace might be exposed between the posts or is that just a complete carry flyer (laughs) That was the best one I ever heard Yeah, Jesus.
3: Well it's plausible from the point of view that they want him on the pitch and they can't decide which of their two goalkeepers neither of whom who've been outstanding this year to get into the team but I mean if you're Darren Connolly or Paul Manning and you're through one and one with, one with Brian Sheehan I think you'd, you'd make sure you hit it low and you hit it quick
0: The other thing is if you were Brendan Keeley or, or Brian Kelly in the last few weeks and there was an inkling of truth to this you'd be seriously pissed off Yeah you?
2: well one's an all-star, all-star goalkeeper as well it's like, it's like bringing the lad in say for a big club match that was off on a J1 during the summer entirely back train and has been on the beer for a couple of weeks he's, he sounds he- <laughs> like he's speaking from a <laughs> experience I here, am speaking from experience <laughs> it's like bringing him back in it just uh, like uh, it could never see that happening from the whole team point of view like
1: God would, would both of them hang uh, around but I think, I think, like, like, we're giving uh, this too much oxygen I think at the minute yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just not going to happen right? no, like, but the,
3: no the point is that okay it's not going to happen but if it was going to happen you could be sure that the two goalkeepers would have known a long time ago I mean this isn't a bombshell and if it's Morris isn't going to be telling his players anything new on Friday night. They're going to be well aware of what they're going to do and who's going to do we it. We wouldn't
2: have known if it was going to happen, I think, anyway, to be honest. And there wouldn't be pictures circulating Well, I believe
3: at
1: the, the, the Kerry
3: press night the other day
1: when the, the vision access for the teams so that Sheehan came out with goalie gloves on I did. and started taking kick-outs with the goalies while the cameras were there. Well, so even the li- either it's the greatest double bluff of all time or they're enjoying well, even, the,
3: even the lineup at the Kerry press night was the manager, which is fair enough, Dermot Murphy, who was the goalkeeping coach, and Brian Sheehan himself. So the only three people who could speak with authority about whether he was going to play in goal or not. So uh, they could barely they could barely suppress the laughter when they were
1: asked. I just don't think you can carry anyone in a game like this for freeze. Like I know what you're saying that there mm. might be two or three, but you're you're dependent on Dublin giving I mean, up scoreable freeze. with Sheehan the on the field, which they're probably
3: too clever to do. Like the idea would be. I suppose the theory behind it would be that he'd be orchestrating kickouts from a long time back. Anyway, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter. But the other thing is, all the stuff that we say that Kerry need to do, get, you know, get two men inside, occupy Keno Sullivan, maybe attack with their half-backs, This is all predicated on them having the ball. Like they can't do any of the stuff until they have the ball. And to do that, they're going to have to either press kick kickouts, turn Dublin over in the middle of the park, or get a huge percentage of their own kickouts. So you're going to you're going to have to have a plan for all those three facets otherwise regardless of what Kerry intend to do they're not going to be able to do it Kerry are going to
1: have less of the ball than they're used to and their efficiency and economy with it is what's going to determine whether they win or not